Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes or so long, and that gives us the opportunity to work it into our busy schedules and stay in God's Word every day. That's important because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you to help other people in your life who need to grow in their faith by sharing these short studies with them every single day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. But share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody come to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So Make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can these short studies. Make that commitment. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study talking about questions of the judgment day. We talked about seven exams that are said to be the hardest exams that a human being can face. Most of those in this country, but some of those in other countries as well. And so we talked about those, the CPA exam, the Cisco Certified Internet Working Expert exam certification for being qualified to work in the IT industry, that SAT, Scholastic Aptitude Test, that high school juniors and seniors take to try to qualify them to get into a college of their choice. We talked about the California Bar Exam. We talked about the United States Medical Licensing Examination. We even talked about the NFL and their, their scouting combine and what they run those prospective uh, football, football talent, you know, those, those players through in order to qualify them to be selected and to be given a position on one of the NFL teams. But the most important final exam, as we emphasized, is the final day of judgment. We talked about how the Apostle Paul said we must all appear before the judgment seat of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I believe the King James Version says, give account for the way we have lived or the things done in the body, whether good or bad, how we've lived our life in our physical existence on this earth. We will all have to stand before our Lord and Savior on that final day of judgment, and we will all have to take that exam. Now, Jesus knows all the answers. He's God the Son. He will know how we have lived our lives, but he will hold us accountable personally by standing before him. I guess we could say God will hold us accountable personally by requiring us to stand before his Son, our Lord and Savior, and personally give account for how we have lived here in this earth in our physical existence. We talked about one particular parable that Jesus used in Luke chapter 19, verses 11 through 13, talked about how a businessman gave, he was going to go into a, a different country, he was going to receive a kingdom. Well, that's obviously talking in illustrative language, which is what parables are for. They were to be stories that could, in principle, be true, but they might have been simply ways to illustrate a particular teaching that our Lord was trying to get across. And so Jesus would go into 
a far country? He would go back to heaven. After his resurrection from the tomb, after having been crucified on the cross. But he's coming again. And that is for that final day of judgment. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. And we will all have to give account to him as to how we have lived our lives in this physical existence, in this physical world, on that day. That will be our most important final exam, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. Well, perhaps a more familiar parable and very similar to the one in Luke chapter 19 is found in Matthew chapter 25. We simply refer to that as the parable of the talents. Beginning in verse 14, Jesus says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, now these would be sums of money, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Now the parable of the minas or minas, the sums of money, uh, in Luke chapter 19, verses 11 through 13, when the master gave the sums of money to to those ten servants, they all received the same amount, ten minas or minas. As it, as it could have been pronounced. Uh, and, and when he distributed those sums of money to all 10 of his servants, it's interesting, he said, do business, do business. He expected them to use those sums of money to serve him by doing business in his absence while he was gone. Well, this particular master expects the same thing of these three servants, but he gives them separate and, and, and uh, different sums of money. So to the one he gives five talents, and again, talents is just another sum of money, to another three, uh, two, and to another one. And then he went off on his journey. And verse 16 says that he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. Now, it's similar in effect as to what some of those 10 servants back in Luke chapter 19 did with the sums of money that they were entrusted with. Some of them did a good job. They used the full sums and made a profit for their master while he was gone. But one, like this one in the parable of the talents, He was afraid. He was afraid he'd lose what was entrusted to him, and he didn't want to mess up, so he just hid it, dug a hole in the ground, stuck it in that hole, buried it. Well, the master comes back ultimately. In verse 20 of Matthew chapter 25, he's going to hold each servant accountable for what he has done with what he has entrusted them with. And so in verse 20 of Matthew 25, so he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents. He made 100% profit while his master was gone. He said, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. What was the response of his master? His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of of your Lord. Now, he also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, You delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, 
Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So each of these first two servants, they had been faithful to their responsibility, and they had actually made 100% profit for their master while he was gone. They did business, just as the master in Luke chapter 19 instructed those 10 servants to do after he had given them their sums of money. Do business. So these in Matthew chapter 25, the parable of the talents, they did business. They made a profit for their master while he was gone. Well, then we come to the one servant who only had been given one talent, and his story is completely different. He, had, he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Now, this particular servant was pleading his case on the basis of, I didn't lose anything. <laughs> I'm still giving you back everything you gave to me. Well, he was hoping that would excuse him from his irresponsibility in pursuing the business of his master while his master was gone and that sum of money with which he had been entrusted. Well, verse 26, his master responds. His Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. You ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. You could have done at least that much, but you did nothing. You did nothing to serve me. You hid, you dug in a hole stuck it in and buried up what I had given you and entrusted you to use in a productive way. You did not live up to your responsibility to me. Verse 28, therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, obviously, this is a parable that is depicting the responsibility that God has laid upon us as his creation to be faithful followers of him, to be created in his image with a soul, a spiritual being within our physical bodies. He sent his son to die on the cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins so that we could be forgiven, redeemed, saved, have eternal life, a home with him in heaven for all of eternity. But he will send his son back on that final day of judgment for the utmost and final exams, and we will have to give account for how we have lived our life in this world. Have we been responsible to our God, our Creator, to our Lord and Savior for all that God and Jesus did for us in how God has created us, how he has blessed us, and offered his son as the perfect sacrifice because of our sins, we will stand before that judgment seat of our Lord on that final day of judgment. That will be our final exam. Are you ready for that exam? It'll be the most 
far-reaching and the most consequential of any exam that any person can take in their physical existence on this earth. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to recognize our need to live responsibly before you. Help us to realize, recognize all that you have done for us as much as we can recognize and realize all of that. Understanding that there are ways that you bless us that we don't realize, but help us to realize how good you have been to us and how much you want us to be with you, with how much you want us to be with you forever in eternity. And help us to respond to all of that reality responsibly before you and faithfully. Guide us, please. Strengthen us. Give us your wisdom, please, we pray, Father. And please forgive us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.